To stay on top in business, stay on top of your technology with the new Business Desk podcast, the business of tech. Listen on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts. Phil Gifford is our sports commentator today. Hey, Phil. Hello, Heather. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. So we've got this leaked report into Silver Lake and it doesn't look that good, does it? Well, it's sort of a bizarre report. I mean, the most remarkable thing in many ways to me is that Pricewaterhouse say that New Zealand Rugby didn't have an immediate need for all the money. I would have thought mm. in the world of professional sport, there's no such thing as too much money. But yeah, that, look, they, they, they've, they've waved some red flags. There's no question about that. you know. And, and there's things that I must say as a rugby tragic sort of spook me about the fact that uh, Silver Lake would basically own the vast 95% share in, in a new entity called Global Rugby Opportunities that would invest in rugby opportunities around the world, which is pretty vague. Um, and New Zealand Rugby would have a big 15% of that, which seems a bit weird. But having said all of these things, the thing that I'm clinging to here, there is that when this thing, and, and I wrote in uh, several columns um, suggesting that I was a bit spooked by Silver Lake when it was first mooted, um, but the thing that makes me feel a little bit better about it is that if you recall last year when it first came to public attention, David Kirk, the former World Cup captain, but also I think probably the most successful All Black ever in the business world and a Rhodes Scholar to boot with a degree in business, um, he actually said initially that he, he was very much opposed to it and he and the Rugby Players Association sort of killed it. David Kirk now, as I understand it, has given the thumbs up to this thing. So... To be blunt, given in that David Kirk has so much more knowledge about the world of business than I do, if David Kirk says it's okay, as I said, given in that he was vehemently opposed to it originally, David Kirk says, says it's okay, then we can but keep our fingers crossed, I suppose. What does it mean you can't put the genie back in the bottle? What, what, does that mean to, to, to then remove Silver Lake from any kind of ownership of, of rugby? Once you do something like that, that's it? Well, as I understand it, the, the, the big issue is that Silver Lake will have the right to sell their share in these companies. Right, that they're setting to whoever up they with. want. Yes, exactly, to whoever mm. they like, because it's, you know, it's, a, it's a private company, so they can sell it to whoever they damn well like. And, and that's the thing. I, I'm, I'm not absolutely sure, because, look, I've read and reread um, what's been revealed so much about this report from PwC, and it's written, of course, in a business ease, that sort of strange language that bears only a vague resemblance to English. But reading between the lines as a normal person, it does seem to me that that's what's at the heart of that you can't put the genie back in the bottle. Okay, now this has been so this has been circulated from the looks of things to all the provincial rugby boards and so on who are yet to make right. a decision, is that right? Correct, yes, absolutely. And so do you have they're, any they're, kind they're, of inkling, yeah. Phil? Do you have any kind of feeling about how that's going to go? I would suggest that it will be overwhelmingly voted in that the Silver Lake deal will go ahead as far as... Bear in mind that the original Silver Lake deal, the unions were 100% behind it, and, and this is, this is a, a sort of a, a, a watered-down version, but still basically at the heart of this thing. Um, it's got a lot of the same things that it had in the original version. If they loved it back then, they might not be quite as keen on it now because I don't think there's quite as much money going to the individual unions. But to be blunt, and although PwC, I mean, I've, I presume that they've looked at all the figures and they suggest that rugby doesn't need it. I don't know anybody in provincial rugby that doesn't believe the more money they can get, the better off they'd be. <laughs> hey, very quickly, what went wrong for Scott Dixon? 
Well, bless his heart. I mean, it was, we were talking the other day about him, weren't we? And I was saying how I regard him as one of the one of the great and nice guys of New Zealand sport. He made it blue. He stuck the brakes on as he was going into pit lane. His brakes locked up, and he didn't slow down as quickly as he expected. And he was a fraction, apparently. Believe it, it's sort of ironic. And the thing like the Indy 500, where they're driving nearly 400 kilometres an hour, there are speed limits in pit lane here, though. <laughs> and Scott Dixon got caught with an electronic camera going slightly over the speed limit, and he was he was heavily penalised. And at the time, he was leading the race. So, yeah, heartbreak time, really, and such a shame. Yeah, Phil, good to talk to you. Thank you, mate. That's Phil Gifford, our sports commentator.